Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Yes, we are posting another Thursday episode. Listen, it's a lot going on in the wine world right now. It's after harvest, people are doing tours, we're doing Twitter chats, it's wine everywhere and we just have to taste it. Before we get to our interview with Virginia of Gittler Estate... Um, I have a little treat. So last night was pretty epic. I was at City Winery with Andre Mack and a bunch of other, honestly, black wine lovers. It was really cool. So Andre Mack, he published his book called 99 Bottles, Black Sheep's Guide to Life-Changing Wines. And uh, here is a little audio from last night. Um, but I just felt like all of the definitive books about wine have been written, um, not by anybody that looks like me, but those books have been written, those are textbooks, reference books um, that will never be changed, I still go back to them all the time, um, and so when it came time to write a book, or it, that, that opportunity was presented to me, I felt like uh, I wanted to go a different route, I wanted to tell my story in a way um, that was a little bit different, like we can all sit down and write a memoir of sorts. Um, what's interesting about this book is that it's part memoir and it's actually part wine guide. Um, and if anybody like kind of knows who I am or what I do or actually saw the bottle of wine that you're drinking, it's called OPP, other people's Pinot. For me, you know, wine has always been a way for me to kind of convey my sense of humor and a way to be able to look at wine differently and through a different lens. And humor, I always found humor as a great way to foil pretension. Uh, which the wine business is full of. Uh, if we can laugh at ourselves and laugh at those things, it would be it would make it less harsh or uh, less scary. Um, and I've made a career out of that. I've, I made a business out of that. Um, and so for here, we wanted to wanted to make it feel like the same. So on the outside, it does look like a guide. It's called 99 Bottles: Black Sheep's Guide to Life Changing Wines. I'm not saying that these wines will change your life. They shape my life and they change my life into the person that I am, that the reason that I'm standing here. I encourage everybody to go out and find their own 99 because that's what it's about, right? Um, I'm going to say this, that your relationship with wine is not about monogamy. <laughs> One of the few things in your life. Your marriage but, but your relationship in your marriage to wine is not about monogamy. You should be trying everything. The whole point of wine is is variety and, and seeking out things and and really fun like fun things like that. It's not a journey. I mean, at least for me, it's not. And I encourage most people. It's not a journey to find the ultimate thing that you want to drink for the rest of your life. That's kind of boring. The whole idea is is to experiment and to taste those wines and understand more about them. And you know, or whatever it is for you. But for me, I wanted to write this book. So I wrote this book that's pretty. On the surface, you look at it and it looks like this fun guide about wine, and it is. 
but a lot of the stories are really personal about they they tell and paint a picture about who I am as a person and the things in my life. And so wine is a snapshot of a moment in time. You know, like when you go on vacation, you're like, oh man, you remember we went to Spain and we, we sat and watched the sunset and we, you know, we ate these oysters and we had like this three euro wine and it was the best wine ever. And you've been trying to chase that ever since. You're like, what was that wine? And what you don't realize is that it was the experience. You know, me and Justin were just talking about wine is, is the soundtrack. It's the music playing in the background. It sets the tone. And that's how I've always looked at wine. And, and as a kid growing, on, growing up on hip-hop and being able to, to merge my two passions and loves together, you know, that was something special for me. And that's well documented in this book. So, so for the rest of the evening, we drank some of the wines that Andre mentioned in his book that changed his life and changed his path in wine. And um, we just talked. He signed our books and we just vibed. It was a really great night. You can find the book on Amazon or wherever you find your books. And um, that was it. It was it was really epic. So anyway, here is our interview with Virginia of Gaylor Estate. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am great. I love I love your hat. That's the best. Oh, thank you. You can see me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a terrible hair day. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I well, I woke up from a nap about an hour ago, so that's why you can't see me. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, how was your How was your weekend? Was it busy at the winery? It was actually kind of slow, like. Really? For an October weekend, just because mm-hmm. of, I think, Halloween activities in the area. Um, we don't really do much Halloween stuff, so gotcha. you know, it's not like that sort of thing. So, um, but it's kind of kind of slower, but okay. our October has like crazy, super mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. But, so it was nice to have like a little bit of a slower weekend for, cha- for a change. Gotcha. I was actually in Virginia tasting wine all weekend. Oh, I saw. I think I saw on oh. your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was fun. fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Anything exciting? I really well, this one winery. Um, I had their wine, but their wine went from like an eight to a ten after me going to their their winery. Cool. It, it was so nice. Um, but it's called Early Mountain. Okay. Yeah, in Charlottesville. Okay. Uh, yeah, their wine was really good. And then they had great customer service and it was nice. a nice day and they had fire pits. So it was just, you know, oh, perfect. icing on the cake. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Do you get to this area or Virginia or even Maryland often? Um, uh, not, not really. Like we have to like plan it out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, I like to try to at least like take the staff somewhere once a year. Mm. So like last year we just kind of stayed local cause a lot of them have never been to local places. Uh-huh. So, um, so we're trying to think of like another, like, you know, we, we did Maryland and Virginia a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So I think we might revisit that cause I feel like there's been like some changes and some yeah. new ones popping up. So, yeah. And I'm always in Pennsylvania. I'm just never on your side of town. Yeah. But- after coming to visit your winery, oh my God, we're chatting without introductions. I'm sorry. Let's pass. <laughs> Who are we talking to? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to the Swirl Suite. I'm Sarita. You can follow me at Vine Me Up, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast on all social media at Swirl Suite. And I am with a very special guest, 
Virginia Mitchell, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I met Virginia. Um, what what month was that? Was it like? Oh, it was it was September. September, it was right at the start of harvest. <laughs> yes, I met Virginia in September, and she works at a wonderful winery. Virginia, please introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. So um, I'm Virginia Mitchell. I'm the winemaker at Gaylor Estate Vineyard and Winery. Um, I also am the winery manager, general manager. Um, I do a lot of the behind the scenes work, um, not only in the winery, but in the business side as well. And um, Gaylor Estate is located in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, right behind Longwood Gardens. So um, like a mile from Longwood entrance. So you're ever so you're the, like the winery manager and the tasting room manager. I, so those are of. two very big jobs. Yeah. I wear a lot of hats yeah. at Gaylor. Um, I do like a lot. So I, I was hired on as the winemaker mm-hmm. and winemaking is obviously very seasonal, you know, gotcha. a lot of fall okay. and then like some springtime with bottling, filtering and bottling and, you know, and I'm, I like to be very efficient in my work. So I'm not here like all the time, but okay. then, so in the very beginning, I kept like asking for more things, more responsibilities. Uh, overachieving, like, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to, um, you know, I like to stay busy mm-hmm. and I just, and I wanted to learn. So they, you know, she kept giving me jobs and then in near the end of it, she was just kind of, or, you know, near like, she was kind of like, you kind of, you do everything now. So you're the general manager, mm-hmm. <laughs> the owner. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, so I do a lot of the tasting room work. Um, I'm in the tasting room a lot. We started a wine club. So I manage that. We have an Airbnb. I manage that. Wow. So I just, yeah, I do like a lot. I do a lot right. here, but we're, you know, we're only a 2,500 case winery. So it's okay. not like we're busting out like tons of you know, we're working on like tons of grapes and gap, mm-hmm. like tons of gallonages. So are you going to stay um, that small? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. We are looking to plant a little bit more, okay. um, in our two vineyard, like where we've had like some, you know, like some part of the vineyard has opened up a little bit, like, you know, mm-hmm. the ground shifts in the past 10 years and they're looking to plant a little bit. So, um, we're, but we kind of like staying within like two to 3000 cases. Mm, it's a okay. nice, it's a nice number for us. We don't have to, um, you know, find sales, I guess mm, we okay. get plenty of people that come to the winery and enjoy, we want them to enjoy the space. And so it's, yeah, so it's kind of a nice number We're, we kind of found our sweet spot. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, a little bit about you, how did you get into winemaking? I studied, um, oh, sorry. I think I you cut out for a sec. Um, I studied food science at Penn state and, um, I, I actually was going to go into something like with nutrition mm. and do, I don't know, make food that was like nutritious. And, <laughs> and then I went into alcohol production, um, which was really great. Like I started working in a wine lab my freshman year mm-hmm. and it wasn't like real wine. It was actually just like a model wine solution of like water and alcohol and mm-hmm. acid in it or whatever, you know, the main components of wine. Yeah. Um, so I, di- I wasn't really making wine and I didn't really know much about it. I was just getting lab experience. And then I um, got more interested and I was reading about wine and 
you know, there's so much involved. Yeah. Um, and I did an internship and then, um, I loved it. So I kept going with it. And so you did an internship and you were a winemaker, you were uh, shadowing a winemaker. Yeah, I was, I was essentially an intern. Oh, okay. Um, I did a, or, you know, a, I forget what he called me, like a harvest intern. So I took, oh, okay. I took, uh, six months and I did, um, bottling all summer long and it was terrible and tedious <laughs> bottling is like not fun at all it's the I worst have part to agree yeah. <laughs> it's the worst part of winemaking um, but very very important so if you can get through bottling you can be a winemaker I think mm. um and I uh, but when harvest started in the fall I I loved it I loved like the learning about fermentation and um you know, like all the hard work that's involved. And then you get this like beautiful wine that you worked so hard on. And it's just yeah. like this really great satisfaction. And then seeing people enjoy it yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, so I just kept doing internships. I worked at Two Hands Wines in South Australia. Oh, wow. So I went to Australia for a little while. Um, and then just worked at some different places in Pennsylvania and then ended up at Gaylor. So how long have you been at Gaylor? Uh, just over five years. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. It's been great. I, yeah, I love just, it here. Uh, just watching you guys, your camaraderies, you seems like a little family there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. The, it, it was amazing when I first moved here because I moved, I was living in Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we had just gotten married. We moved here. And the Gaylers like put us up in our, in the house, in their house. Like, oh. so we like had dinners with them. Like, it's just, it's just a really great. That's really nice. Yeah. It's a great team. I love working with everybody here. That's awesome. So yeah. what do you guys grow? What kind of grapes do you guys grow at Gaylor? We have, uh, so we have two vineyard sites. Um, we have one that's uh, mainly Chardonnay um, and that's right on our winery property. So if you come and visit us at the winery, it's uh, the vineyard on site is all Chardonnay. And then we have um, a ho- our home vineyard. We call it the home vineyard because the Gaylers live there. So it's mm-hmm. like where their home is. Okay. And um, we have uh, five varieties grown there. We have Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot. Those are our two red varieties. And then we have Albarino and Gruner Vetliner. Mm-hmm. And then our only hybrid is uh, Vidal Blanc. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're small and everything's densely planted. So we get a lot more, uh, tonnage per acre than say like, you know, a vineyard in, I don't know, California or France or something like that. Um, just because we want the vines to really struggle in our very nutrient rich soil. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're very close together and, uh, we get, we get some lovely fruit from them. Very nice. Um, do you know what your soil is like composed of? Um, I should, (laughs) um, it's a lot of clay. Okay. Um, we get a lot, we have a lot of mica like that. Um, it's actually really beautiful when you're walking through, you see like it almost sparkling Mm -hmm. when the sun's shining. Mm -hmm. Um, so like a lot of, like, I think it's like, I think the official thing is silt loam something or other, but honestly I didn't do too much. Um, but it's a lot of clay, you know, like Pennsylvania is really, has like rich soil with all the farmland and, mm-hmm. you know, all the trees and corn that's grown here. So uh, I, I believe the Gaylers had to bring in a lot of um, soil actually in their vineyard when they planted it 10 years ago mm. uh, or a little over 10 years ago. And um, 
kind of change the soil composition to help the new vines. Okay. So I think it, it changed probably since then, but, um, but yeah, I should probably know a lot more than I do. <laughs> but we do have a that knows a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so is harvest done? Are you guys finished? We're done. Yeah. Okay. We've, uh, it was quick this year, about, uh, five and a half weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was, it was very quick. We, uh, it, it always seems like halfway through harvest we're like, we're so tired. And then we realize we're already halfway through and, um, and then we just bring in the reds and, and, and it's, we're about done. So I, I believe we, um, my assistant winemaker, he barreled down today. So mm-hmm. all the reds are in barrel and, um, yeah, we, we had a great, we had a great vintage. Nice. And yeah. what kind of barrels do you guys use? We have Hungarian and French oak. Oh, okay. So all European oak, um, no American oak. Okay. And I think that really does well. Our, um, Hung- uh, Hungarian and French oak, I think they do really well with our Cab Franc. Mm. So, yeah, so we stick with the European European oaks. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about wine, making wine and selling wine in Pennsylvania. Um, you guys mentioned some challenges that you, you have in this state. Um, can you tell everybody what those challenges are and why do you think they are? Sure. So, well, so making wine in Pennsylvania is, is difficult just because we're so new, I think. Um, you know, we're still learning about what varieties and what clones grow well in our area. And Pennsylvania is a huge state. Like it takes six hours to get from one side to the other. It's, it's a a very large state. So, um, throughout the state, there are different varieties grown and maybe some varieties don't work well in, you know, the Western part that does in the Eastern part. So it's, it's difficult, um, to kind of learn as a state what we, what we can grow. Um, I feel like in our little section, were a lot warmer than even like the Lehigh Valley where they grow a lot of Austrian varieties and cooler, cooler climate. Sure. So, yeah. So it's just like, it's just a tricky thing. We're still learning. We're still new in the, in the industry to figure out what wines will grow well in, in our area. So wine and then climate is um, the weather is always an issue. Mm. We have rain and humidity and you know, the whole East coast deals with that. Right hurricanes, early frost, a lot of rain in the spring. So, you know, we have, to, we have those challenges that we have to kind of manipulate um, in the vineyard and then also in the, in the winery too. So yeah, that's always difficult yeah. as a winemaker, but that's also what is kind of fun about it too. You know, you have these challenges you have to face and make the best wine possible. Yep. Um, Selling wine in Pennsylvania is, has been so much easier, I believe. Um, so I've been a Gaylor for about five years and I think at Gaylor at least it's, I, people are becoming more aware of like, they're like the locavores, you know, they want to, they want to support local businesses. They want to support local agriculture and know where their food and their, you know, drinks are coming from, their wine's coming from. So that's been, I think, really great in that aspect where you can sell wine, lo- like local wine if it's good, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, 
interested in learning about where the wine comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been, that has been, um, probably in the past five years, I feel like has been, it's been easier to sell wine, but, um, yeah, we don't, since we're so small, we don't have to ship, like we don't ship wine. We, we don't have to, um, like hustle or wine to restaurants. Like, so, so we're very lucky in the aspect that Longwood Gardens is so close to us. We get a lot of traffic. Um, Longwood Gardens. What's that? It's, um, it's like one of the largest botanical gardens in America, I think. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, they, it's like in, I, I mean, I don't know the stats, but <laughs> exactly for Longwood Gardens, I probably should. Um, but they, ha- yeah, they get like international visitors, like people from all over the country come. Um, it's a huge botanical garden. It's gorgeous. If you've never been, you should definitely go. I love going there. Um, and it's right by us. So you can like make a little trip about This sounds know. like a fantastic weekend. Yeah, you can go to Longwood and then visit us. And then there's all these other great wineries and breweries in the area too. So you can mm-hmm. really make a, a weekend of it. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's literally in our front yard, Longwood Gardens. So it's not, we're in its, we, we say like we're in their backyard. <laughs> so we're, they're in our front yard. Um, it's, but yeah, they're like, it's a great place to go and check out. So, and then we're right there. So I have to ask, our last episode was about the sober movement. Have you heard of this? Um, sort of. Okay. Yeah. You can talk about it. No. Tell me about it. I mean, but we got really deep into it. So uh, apparently there is an entire sober movement. And I, from what I've been reading, it began with the millennials. I don't know if you're a millennial or not, but. I am, yeah. Okay. It started with (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Where you chose um, uh, a lot of people? Not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> not me and my friends. <laughs> that's that's the same thing we said, but we're not millennials. But anyway, um, so yeah, a lot of people are choosing not to drink, <clears throat> not to drink, not to smoke, not to partake in anything. Okay. And there are hashtags like sober is sexy, and you know it's all about being sober and being clean and. All of these things. And it's a whole movement. It's on Instagram. There's a website. They have sober bars where you go to a bar and they make you mocktails and pour oh. alcohol-free wine and alcohol-free beer. And okay. it's, it's really a thing. And then that's why you're starting to see mocktails on um, menus now. And you're starting to see like Heineken has an alcohol-free beer. Yeah. So the industry's following suit because, uh, you know, it's changing the dynamics of the sales in, in our industry now. So it's, you know, it's interesting to watch. I, that's all I'm doing is watching this, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, taking. it is. <laughs> well, so, okay. So I'm actually, I'm expecting my second child right now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have part like I have been partaking in this I guess this like sober movement the past few months you know like seven months um (laughs) so um I have had like all my 
all of my friends are like, you should try the Heineken free or the Heineken, whatever it's called. Yeah. It's called, Heineken zero or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I haven't, um, I actually tasted it cause my husband used like on a cleanse for 30 days and we okay. got it and it tastes like regular Heineken. Really? Yeah. It does. You know, yeah. Without the buzz. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I had, um, I had a wine that, uh, I forgot what it is. It's a sparkling. It's like fray. Oh yeah. 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 So I had, I have had that. Um, but other than that, I haven't really, you know, I just go with water, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but cause to me, it's like, why would I pay like a lot for this? Girl. Just like the calorie, I guess like those like extra calories. Exactly. But, um, but I don't, I mean, I don't think Gaylor would ever do any, you know, like it, it's expensive equipment. Like you have to get like a reverse osmosis Mm -hmm. and like, you know, you're essentially like putting all this work into making like this high quality wine. And then you're like, just putting it through another process. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's interesting. interesting. Uh, You know, and I asked you that because I did taste your Gruner juice. Yeah. that you poured us that was delicious and it would be fantastic in a cocktail or mocktail whatever but yeah yeah awesome. juice, I mean juice that comes in like when we first press it is amazing I mean mm-hmm. you, you sometimes you can like make yourself sick off of like how much you can drink because it's a lot of sugar yeah it's a lot of sugar yeah so yeah I don't I don't know about the sober movement <laughs> I mean I'm kind of part of it right now but what's it called what's it the called summer- Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I mean, none of my friends are partaking in it, at least. Yeah, same. Same. (laughs) Anyway, so the next part of uh, a segment, I'm just going to ask you random rapid questions and you tell me whatever comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Beef, turkey, or impossible burger? Uh, right now, beef. Okay. Right now, yeah. Okay. Is that what you're craving right now? But I'm, yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Probably okay. turkey, like for the rest of it. But yeah, beef, beef right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, favorite place for an adult child play date? Um, Longwood Gardens. Oh, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Okay. I I take my daughter there all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite type of fry? Steak, curly, shoestring wedge, boardwalk style. I might've missed some, but tell me. This is so funny because these, this is, I've wanted potatoes like all of my pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. all of them, (laughs) any of them, whatever I can get my hands on. Okay. Uh, But probably shoestring and like maybe like tater tots. Uh, Oh yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. I forgot about those. Those are my thing right now. (laughs) Beach or ski resort? Uh, Beach. Okay. Yeah. Definitely beach. And what is your favorite brunch item? Oh, probably like quiche. I love quiche. Mm. I love quiche. And then side of potatoes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Virginia, thank you for chatting with me today. This was super cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. So before you go, tell everybody where they can follow Gaylor Estate and 
you uh, if you want to on social media? Sure. So um, you can like us on Facebook, Gaylor Estate, um, and on Instagram at Gaylor Estate. It's pretty simple. Um, if you have, if you ever have any questions, you can email info at gaylorestate.com. Check out our website, gaylorestate.com. Um, my Instagram is, uh, Vin, V-I-N, Virginia, smelled like the state, 21. Um, it's mainly just pictures of wine and then my daughter. Love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely come visit. Um, Gaylor again, come, come see us again. Oh, absolutely new- especially with the airbnb being there yeah. that was that was pretty dope yeah you definitely have to come stay with us yes awesome well thank you so much you enjoy the rest of your evening thank you so much you too all right bye right, well that's our show thanks for joining this well suite again guys don't forget to like share and please comment if you have any ideas for us just let us know we're very receptive Don't forget to follow Gaylor Estate and visit some uh, Pennsylvania wineries. They're really, really nice. Um, Shout out to Andre Mack. Just killing the wine game. Um, Everybody is obsessed with him for, for a reason. He's absolutely brilliant. Go out and get his book, 99 Bottles. Have a great week. Cheers.